Okay, plebs. I'm just going to get into this one. Um, I've been MIA for a little bit. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, then you'll know why. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just doing this one because uh, thought maybe it would help other people. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'll just get into it. Um, oh, I guess sponsors uh, go to Coinbeast, coinbeast.com. Um, and then uh, Movies Plus, uh, mymoviesplus.com. Go there, check it out. Uh, that's my streaming platform. And uh, yeah, if you could uh, maybe give it a try, give it a whirl, it would certainly help in a time like this. But anyways, um, uh, so my wife and I were expecting our third child. Um, we have, I guess, really fourth. Um, we had lost one uh, in between our first two. Um, and uh, yeah, so we were really excited. Um, and and then uh, on January 15th, um, it seemed like an okay, like everything was fine. Um, and then uh, around like maybe dinner time or something, my wife just says to me, you know, she's like, I'm feeling a little crampy, maybe. I don't know. Um, and uh, we thought we were out of the woods with it because when we we had um, a mis- uh, miscarriage before. Um, it uh, it happened, it was like seven or eight weeks or something like that, is whenever the baby had stopped growing. Um, and so that was. Uh, you know, brutal. Uh, but, uh, you know, once you get through the, if anybody that, you know, has had kids or anything like that, you know, that you get through the first, um, you get through the first trimester and you're like, all right, we're good. Um, so, uh, you know, we were getting ready to, we hadn't told anybody other than, you know, immediate family and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, we were getting ready to, we also, amidst all the craziness, um, you know, bought a new house and moved and didn't get Christmas cards out. So we were going to send out a Christmas card to everybody with our new address on it and a picture of us in front of the house, you know, it's, uh, with our kids and, you know, kind of indicating that there's a baby and we we're going to say new year, new house, new baby. Um, you know, so we were ready to do that anyways. Um, so on the 15th, my wife um, just tells me, she's like, feeling a little you know crampy and it's kind of one of those things where you're like you know we just share those things like i mean i remember those things with the other with um all the pregnancies you know and you're like okay you just kind of worry about it but then you know you're just gonna be like okay we're gonna be fine you know it'll be okay because most of the time it is um and um and then i could tell i don't know she just wasn't feeling good um i was getting a little bit worried um but again, I was like, I'm just in my own head, you know. So with the kids to bed, um, and then I come down and she's on the couch and she's like, I'm still not feeling good. Um, I'm like, okay, like you know, maybe we'll call a doctor because we had a appointment for an ultrasound. I think like this was on a Saturday. I think we were supposed to go on like a Tuesday. I was like, maybe. Maybe they can get you in tomorrow, you know, something like that, just to to um, ease your mind. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, and then she um, jumped up and uh, and went to the bathroom, and uh, and she was like, you know, something's happening. Um, and still in that moment, I was just kind of like, you know, uh, it's just just a little bit of something or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen not to get into detail. It's just can be a lot of different things that happen um, to a woman's body uh, during pregnancy. And that's why, you know, women have babies and men don't because uh, it's just so much goes into it. So anyways, um, you know, my, I'm a little bit more alarmed. Um, and then um, she asked me to run upstairs to get something for her. Um, I run up, get something, come back down. She asked me to run up and get something else. I run upstairs and and then I um I hear her, you know, say my name, like 
you know, loud enough for me to hear, which obviously is alarming. And also, you know, it was like after 11 o'clock at night, so the kids are asleep and like, why would you be yelling? And um, so I go down and, um, and uh, she was um, sitting there um, in the bathroom and, uh, and she said, um, I don't forget this. Um, she said, I think this is our baby. And, um, you know, uh, and then she showed me in her hand, she was holding her baby. Um, and uh, it was just, I mean, an absolute, absolute gut punch. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was weird. It, I feel, I feel really bad too, because, um, you know, I can't get the phrase out of my head. You know, per se, I think this is our baby. Um, you know, I just hear it over and over and over again. Um, and for a couple of reasons, I feel bad about that. Um, it's like I really hope that she didn't. I mean, she obviously knew what it was. So the fact that she said, "I think." you know it's like partially didn't want to admit what was happening didn't want to accept what had just happened didn't want to uh tell me you know didn't i I don't know and and um you know i feel bad because you have uh you know women can feel bad about that they feel you know i don't want her to feel guilty at all there's nothing that she did um you know it's just life um so was, you know i've been thinking about that a lot and i you know i know i mean she knows that it's not her fault and we talk about that and if anyone ever goes through this i you know just really talk with your uh you know really talk talk with your spouse um and uh and be open about all the terrible things you feel and think um but uh yeah so she was um holding our baby um our beautiful little baby that uh had uh you know beautiful cute little eyes and um arms and legs hands feet everything um small enough to hold in your hand um and yeah, that uh, absolutely, you know, just destroyed us um, because uh, it, it, I don't know, it was just weird. So like I said, we had lost a baby before um, and and that one, it was, a, it was earlier, um, you know, so you don't like we didn't get to see the baby or anything like that. Um, you know, we did have an early ultrasound with that one. So we saw the heartbeat and everything. So, you know, it's like, oh, you get the excitement of seeing the heartbeat. But um, but that one also, like, there was, like, some warning signs, like, indications, you know, like, a handful of days in advance where they were, like, you know, you guys should come in. It was, like, on a Friday or something. There, like, you guys should come in on uh, Monday. For, you know, no rush, but come in on Monday just to get an ultrasound. Uh, so you kind of had that like whole weekend of worry and terror, which is, you know, not great and I can't tell what's better or not like, but it just, you know, that, that whole weekend sucked and then it comes to a sucky conclusion. But, um, but yeah, this one was just so different because it was like, like what, like just a couple of hours ago, everything was fine. Um, you know, we, we were in our, new house um earlier in the day we had uh prepared and had our first showings at our old house and our five showings that day it was like wow like this is gonna sell everything's going so well baby on the way um our kids are happy and healthy and um yeah it uh it just absolutely uh was the biggest gut punch we've ever ever um had to face together so um 
so that uh, was devastating. And then um, uh, my wife was uh, and started to have a problem, and um, and she uh, was say losing a lot of blood and um, and it was becoming, it was getting to a emergency level. Um, and, and so it was like, you know, I mean, we had called our parents to let them know what happened shortly after. Um, and uh, before I get on, I mean, um, one of the things that uh, happened, um, I mean, cause when it happens, you're just in pure shock. Uh, especially to be able to hold the baby um, and you're like shocked and terrified um, and all that. And then it's like hard because at the same time you're looking at your child and you're like, this child is so beautiful. Um, I love this child so much. Um, and, but you're also kind of scared. Um, and uh, so after, uh, after it happened, um, we went back like we we kind of um like laid the baby uh like on the floor in the bathroom there um you know on top of some uh you know tissues or whatever and that we could grab and um and you know closed the door and kind of went in the other room to like just kind of get our wrap our heads around it um and and I'll never forget, um, it made me feel really bad and really guilty at the moment. Um, it was like, I knew that our baby, our, our baby's body was <laughs> laying in the bathroom um, and the door was closed and there was nothing. I, I, I didn't want to go in. Um, I was scared. I didn't want to. It's like I didn't want to see it. Um and then um and then the moment uh it hit what hit me was um that this was the this was the one time in my life that um that this baby needed me. And this was the one time that I could pick up my child and, and hold it. Um <laughs> And so um, immediately it was like kind of one of those moments where like I do with my, you know, two kids that are here, you know, like when they're hurt, when, when they scrape their knee or anything and they come running to you or anything and you just, you know, you drop everything and you get down and you hug them and tell them that it's going to be okay and everything's going to be fine. Um, and yet here I find myself doing that um, to a child that has already passed on and is and it's not going to be fine <laughs> frankly it's gonna not be great um i mean really you know i'm i'm a christian catholic and uh you know so i ultimately believe that um that she is in a better place um and so that gives me some comfort um but it doesn't really at the same time uh you know, it's, I'm glad that the, they're in a better place, but I'm mad that they're not here with me, which is, you know, the conundrum that uh, this deals with, uh, that you deal with in this scenario. But um, anyways, so, yeah, I just found myself sitting there holding the baby and telling it oh, I was sorry and that I was there for it. Um, and uh, so you know, we called our parents to let them know. Um, and, and then it started to become a problem for my wife. And, um, it's one of those things that, uh, it like, we, so our new house that we got, we thought we saw it and placed an offer like within 24 hours and, um, and they accepted and it was never even reached market but they wanted to sell quickly. Um, so normally we would have done a contingency, you know, we, we 
are buying this house contingent upon when we sell our old house. Um, but we didn't do that um, because uh, they they were like, we, we want to sell this by mid-December and have it off our hands. And it was just such a good deal. So like the perfect house and everything we were looking for. So it was like, all right, we're going to have to suck it up and, you know, carry two mortgages. Um, in our old house, my parents lived uh, like literally like a three and a half minute drive. Um, but my parents had just moved to North Carolina. So they weren't there. Um, and my in-laws um, at our new house live uh, like 13 minutes away. And uh, at our old house, my in-laws were about an hour uh, minimum. So it's one of those things where, you know, maybe there was a little bit of divine intervention to get us in our new house earlier because um, when it became an emergency situation, uh, you know, I had to, I called my mother-in-law um, who I'm sure wasn't asleep at that moment because she was upset about, you know, the baby and what her daughter was going through and everything. I just said, you have to get here now. I have to take you to the hospital. Um, and uh, so it's like divine intervention there because man, like, otherwise, I don't know if we could have waited an hour um, for anyone to get there and be there so that our kids could, you know, have somebody to watch them. I mean, the kids are asleep, so, um, but somebody needed to be here. Um, then, you know, the other scenario, I guess, would have been an ambulance and I sent her by herself, um, which, you know, not ready to do that right after that, all that happened. So, um, so yeah, so we, um, you know, hurry up and get to the hospital. Um, and it, it took like all night until she was out of the woods. Um, so that was just like more trauma, I guess, for both of us, um, to deal with. Uh, and, and at one point, um, I was trying to help her um, move around um, and get up and she uh, blacked out and fainted into my arms. And, um, and that was, I mean, like, you know, I was yelling for nurses and they all come running and they get her stable and, you know, on a bed and uh, yeah, it's just, um, I sitting there thinking to myself, like, you know, my, so our, our one son, um, we found out in beginning of December has a medical condition that we didn't know about. Um, uh, when we found out about it, it caused him to be, uh, the episode caused him to be unresponsive, unconscious, and, um, uh, it was terrifying. And I held him and was telling him it was going to be okay through that. And then I'm sitting there a month later um, and my wife is unconscious and it's just like, and then your mind just goes from like, you don't like in a way it kind of helped. I mean, maybe, maybe it pushed off the grief of losing the child. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, your, my mind as her husband went into like, I need her to be okay. I need to get, I need to take care of her. Um, and uh, so, yes, yeah, so I got her, um, you know, but then I'm just sitting there terrified. I'm like, okay, you know, life was perfect, you know, just a couple of hours ago. And like, now we lost the baby and I need, I need to get my wife home. I need her to be home for my kids. I have two kids at home sleeping that need her to get home. <sighs> so, um, we go through all that, um, and she's, you know, starts getting better and things are seeming to go in the right direction. Um, and, and then, uh, in the morning, you know, so we were up all night through everything. Um, and, you know, neither of us could really sleep because like just, uh, not really some, not a time to sleep. And, um, and then they, uh, this was kind of, uh, the, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, we had all got COVID right at Christmas. Um, so the whole family had it. Um, and 
she went and got a PCR test like right after I tested positive, which is funny. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw me post a tweet saying there's a first time for everything. It was literally the first time I took a test. Um, And it was just because everybody wants to know how crazy my life has been. So we had the incident with my son. Then we close on our new house. Um, I'm slowly moving things up there while getting ready for Christmas at our old house. Uh, My wife is pregnant, you know, excited and preparing for that. And, um, and then we were going to move on December 28th. And on the 27th, I woke up with a little bit of a sniffle and my mother-in-law who's going through chemo um, was going to be babysitting or watching our sons on moving day while everybody helped us move. And so it was like, uh, like, you know what? I should just take a test just because, you know, for her sake, because she has compromised immune system. And so we told her, we said, you know, I have the sniffles. If I test positive, if I test negative, are you okay with that? And she said, yeah, that would make her feel better. Um, you know, just cause if anybody's dealt with chemo, you know, it absolutely just destroys your immune system. Um, and so, yeah, I, I uh, took the test, was stunned that I was positive. Thankfully, it was uh, the Omicron, I believe. Um, and, you know, all of me, the kids, my wife all got it. And, you know, it was nothing more than a head cold, thankfully, for all of us um, and uh, recovered quickly. But we were still within the time frame of like we knew. So, I mean, my wife tested, I got a PCR test, tested negative, like right after I had tested positive. And, um, but she had the exact same symptoms. Everything was the same. So we were like, okay, it's definitely, it's definitely like a false negative um, because there's no way, no other way. So when we get to the hospital that night, we tell them immediately, we say like, she definitely has, has is, you know, within the last two weeks, COVID positive. Um, and because her symptoms were like delayed by a handful of days by mine. Um, and anyway, so sorry, jumping around here, but yeah. So then we had to cancel my, our move day. So then we were kind of stuck in this limbo of like, stu- Oh, we, we had moved our, what did we move? We moved our plates, our silverware, like dishes, all the dishware and everything. Um, and anything that you would use to cook had all been moved up to the new house, but our beds we're at the old house. <laughs> so, and then all of a sudden we couldn't have anybody help us. Um, so we were eating off of paper plates nonstop for a couple of days. And, um, and then on new year's Eve, um, my son who didn't want to, you know, he was excited about the new house, but sad about leaving the old house. Um, very sensitive, like his father. And uh, which by the way, if my parents, if my parents are listening to this, they will remember whenever we moved, whenever I was a kid, I only moved one time. Um, and it was devastating. <laughs> like It was like the worst month of my parents' life probably because, uh, I like, you know, woke them up every night upset about it and you know, whatever. Um, so I could relate with my son. Um, and so we're like, Oh, we get an extra day at the old house. And he's like, Oh, yay. And then on the t- 30th, we get an extra day. Oh yeah. We get another day. And then on the 31st, we just assumed at that point that he was like, wanted to stay and he was sitting there. He was starting to not feel good from it and everything. And he goes, aren't we going to move up to the new house? I was like, what? So yeah, so hurry up. So I literally moved um, everything by myself. Um, Cause my wife at the time, she was able to help me carry a couple of things, but you know, pregnant, not going to be lifting heavy furniture out. And I honestly don't know how I did it. Um, I spent something like five hours in the car that day driving back and forth. Um, and we got everything in around like nine o'clock and it was just a, a mess. Um, so anyways, uh, then a couple of days into being at this house, she starts feeling it. So we know. So anyway, so on the 15th, we're at the hospital. We tell them we're like, she has, she definitely has it. Um, and they were like, okay, like down in the emergency room. And they didn't really react too much. And I was like, oh, okay. that's pretty cool that they're not flipping out about it. I guess that's what happens when you move out to the country and people are more realistic. I don't know. I just was kind of 
thrown off by that. And then when they admit her and we go up to a room and, you know, they run through their questionnaire, like the new nurses, they're like, have you been in contact with anybody or had a fever, blah, 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 in the last 14 days. And we were just like, flatly like, yeah, she had, um, like she has COVID. And, and I was like, I have it too. I had it, you know, um, a little over two weeks ago, but she's definitely had it in the last two weeks. And they were like, what? And then I guess they had done a PCR test downstairs and it still hadn't come back yet. So then like, you have to tell us this immediately. Oh my God. You know, and like, we were just like, we told everybody and they were like, you know, I don't know. They were just kind of flipping out about it. Um, so all of a sudden they come in and like hazmat gear, which is just ridiculous. Um, you know, I mean, I get it that they don't want to be exposed or whatever, but it's just kind of funny to me that like we had told them and people, they were like, yeah, that's fine. And then all of a sudden the PCR test comes back positive and they're like in hazmat gear and we're just like, um, so at that point, I mean, I would have this would have been a huge problem and people that I know in my personal life, I told this to, they were like, I can't believe you didn't flip out. Um, but uh, I told the, I told the, well, the, the, the nurses were like, you have to leave. Um, but I was going to leave anyways, because at that point um, my in-laws had been watching the kids. I wanted to make sure that my wife was stable, comfortable, set up. Everything was fine. But I was gonna have to go relieve her, the mom, um, and take over with the kids and um, and all that stuff. So I was planning on leaving anyways. But then it just they were like, "You're we're not gonna kick you out right now, but like you technically aren't allowed to stay." So um, yeah, so then I come home um, and I have to tell the kids what happened. Um, and like I mentioned before our oldest is very sensitive and, and he was very upset about it. Um, still is. And, um, you know, he's really looking forward to, um, you know, having another baby in the house. And so, um, then my mother-in-law just says, you need to go take a nap. Like I said, okay. And that's actually when I, I tweeted, um, I'm not one for like sharing too much personal information, but you know, I mean, obvious probably roll your eyes at that. Cause here I am rambling about it for 30 minutes on a podcast, but um, there's a reason I'm doing this. Um, and it took me a long time. I've been planning on doing this for about three weeks, two weeks, something like that. Uh, and I've sat down on probably six or seven different times to do it. Um, and just haven't ripped the bandaid and done it. Uh, Cause I didn't want to talk about it. Uh, didn't want to think about it, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, when I was about to just pass out and fall asleep, uh, I tweeted that we lost the baby and that I was heartbroken and, um, you know, please pray for my beautiful wife and family. Something like that is what I said. And I don't know I'm sure people look at that and go like, Oh, like it's attention seeking or whatever. I, I don't care. I don't, I'm not, I'm not an engagement farmer at all um honestly the reason i did that at that moment is because you know people that have partners and spouses and stuff you could probably relate to this in a moment when you're that helpless whenever you can't be in the hospital even though i knew i was going home and taking care of the kids the fact that i couldn't be there taking care of my wife and it was like i don't know it just felt hopeless it felt like it was the only thing i could do was to you know have prayers and and positive vibes sent her way um, from all of you plebs out there on uh, Twitter. So um, then I just passed out because I was exhausted Um, and I woke up and I was blown away. Um, And I think there were ended up being like thousands of comments of people um, sending their you know, condolences and their well wishes and thinking of our family and everything. And I was just blown away by that. Um, and some of these ended up in the comments, but then also I had hundreds of messages um, from people who sending their condolences, but also what uh, was really shocking to me was the 
hundreds of people that messaged me, whether they knew me or not, um, sending me messages, sharing their story um, and explaining that it happened to them and, and sharing things that they, you know, felt things that they learned along the way. Um, and uh, I got to say that that is what changed a lot um, for me. Um, I think helped me put me in a, in a much better frame of mind because um, it's really like isolating. It's a really isolating incident because it's not talked about. Um, you know, it's kind of like swept under the rug. Um, with losing our first one, we've always included um, that baby, you know, in like nighttime prayers with our kids, stuff like that. Like we've always, we don't, we do our best to not exclude that baby from our memory um, so that, I mean, we'll never forget, but we don't want the, the kids to forget. Um, and uh, and then, but it's, but it's still isolating. It's just like, no, people don't talk about it. And then you start to think about how bad it must've been back in the day, you know, of like, you, you, you look at couples that don't, that you know of that never had kids or something like that. And you start thinking to yourself, well, like, I guess I always assumed that they didn't want kids, but like in reality, probably more than you would realize there were people that had you know, miscarriages or multiple miscarriages. And this isn't to scare people away from having kids, but, um, you know, somebody shared uh, statistics with me to say, like, they were saying, you know, we went through this and it was actually kind of comforting to know that it happens a lot more often than you think. Um, Cause you kind of feel like a, like a pariah, you know, and then it made me think that like how women feel in that scenario. Um, Cause I'm not a woman. So obviously I have no idea how they feel. I'm like, if me, the man here, um, you know, the men who have so little to give to the actual creation of life, other like Jim Gaffigan says, you know, like a woman can, you know, like grow a baby with her body, birth the baby through her body and then feed the baby with her body. And when you think of the male contribution to life, it's kind of embarrassing because all you do is do the one thing you think about doing all day long. Um, and uh, so, you know, I don't, I can't fathom what it's like for women to go through, but saying they're thinking, if me, if I feel like a pariah, you know, how does my wife feel? How, how does the, you know, average woman feel? Um, so it's just an isolating experience for you as an individual, but also as a couple and um, in having all those people reach out, um, it was just uh it floored me. And so I wanted to do this. I wanted to put this out there um, so that, you know, you, anyone who has ever experienced it, feel understands that they're not alone, um, understands that they aren't, um, you know, they, they shouldn't be feeling isolated. They shouldn't be feeling like uh, something's wrong with them. And, uh, you know, it's part of life. Um, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, and this gets a little bit more on like the philosophical level, but like, so there's a lot of, I don't subscribe to this theory at all. There's a lot of um, Christians and people in general, they'll say like, everything happens for a reason. You know, there's a reason everything happens. Like you, were, you know, and I kind of said something like that earlier about like being in the house, like it was, you know, we were in this house so that my in-laws would be closed so we could get to the hospital on time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't believe because I believe that our creator God, uh, gave us free will. Um, so if you believe everything is predetermined, then that means that we are this, a slave to somebody else's vision. Um, so that's just my little tidbit there as to why I don't think everything is predetermined. Like, you know, it, it we, we lost a baby in between our two. And we probably, if, if we didn't lose that baby, would our, our second child that's with us be here? I don't know. Um, you know, but there's people that will look at it and be like, that's why it happened, you know, and we try to prescribe reason 
to why things happen. Um, it's one of our downfalls in humanity as we try to, you know, give everything a reason. Um, and there's not uh, a reason, um, you know, it just, it happens. Um, you know, if we truly are free and uh, living here in free will, um, then everything, you know, that happens just happens. doesn't mean, so if you believe in God, like I do, doesn't mean that God can't intervene, um, you know, but like people get mad at God. Like I remember like people get mad at God about like, you know, a loved one dying at like, you know, not like at a young age. I mean, you could be mad at any age, but like, I was like, well, that's the one thing we all know is going to happen. That's the one thing that everyone in the world knows is going to happen is that we are all going to die. So it's like, so if you're going to be mad at God, then then like what, like he, like you knew that, you know, it'd be like him. It's like, it'd be like your kids being mad at you whenever you tell them like, Hey, look, you can play this game, but the game will end. And then when the game ends, they're like, why would you do that? And it's like, I, I told you from the beginning, this was how it was going to happen. Anyways, I'll get off the philosophical end. Um, Cause uh, yeah, just to get to, you know, wanted this to get out there so that people, you know, can know. And one of the things that we're learning is that um, it is, it is to communicate the best you can get your, all your thoughts and feelings out, your ugly thoughts, your, you know, dark thoughts, the things you, think i maybe shouldn't say this um because it it's it's all part of the healing process um and then uh you know <laughs> also puts cer- certain things in perspective so because of the situation with my wife this is why part of the reason i was on hiatus i didn't want to think about it but also um she was basically on bed rest until very recently um and so I'm very spoiled by her. Um, and I told her, I said, in the last like three weeks, I've done more dishes, laundry, and cooking than I've ever done in my entire life. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, so, uh, you know, I had to, to kick in and, and take over basically full-time duties, um, taking care of everything that she usually takes care of. Um, you know, she's stay-at-home mom and loves it and that's what she wants to to do and um and so then all of a sudden i had no time to work um i had basically enough time to do the bare minimum which is why i was saying if you want to help out (laughs) if there's any way you guys can help out uh sign up for movies plus because um movies plus uh not this isn't disparaging to anyone that helps us it's just it is the early stages of a young company um uh i literally like 80%, 80 to 90% of what gets done is done by me personally. Um, and it just, uh, poof, all of a sudden it wasn't getting done because it couldn't. Um, I'm very thankful for my great business partners. Um, cause they actually like, I mean, they were the ones like pushing me to say like, dude, take your time, take your time. Um, and uh, so I couldn't be more grateful for them. And, and even the one partner, we have like a group text with all the partners and I had felt up enough to, you know, send a message and ask some questions. Cause there were a couple things that they were trying to deal with. And it was like, I don't know if I came off like just sounding like I was fishing for good news or what, but, um, but I was basically yeah, I think I sounded like I was fishing for some kind of good news. And um, in response to the call or to the text, the one partner just, he starts calling me and I pick up and he's like, how are you doing emotionally? And I was like, uh, uh, like <laughs> not great. And, and, you know, we basically talked about life, you know, and like, uh, you know, here I was feeling bad and like the pressure of like, this is somebody who invested money in me in a, in an idea that I had. Um, and that thing isn't making him money right now. And I'm not doing anything to make it more money and I'm not growing it properly or anything. And, 
and you know you expect them to be understanding but you're also like in the back of your mind like are they really that understanding um and uh yeah so they um but yeah i'm just i was blown away that uh, he reached out like that and and his advice and so this is advice for other people that if you go through this um in the, really any kind of tragedy um hey but he said he was like look you know three, two, three, four weeks, whatever it is that you need to do to take care of your family in the grand scheme of things with the business will not mean anything. Um, but he said, but these two, three, four weeks right now to your wife and kids mean everything. And I like that hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, I was just like, man, uh, and, uh, good advice from, uh, so the interview that I did yesterday um, with James Lavish will be out this weekend, um, probably. Uh, and I was talking to him about it because he had reached out via DM and, you know, we had you know, been talking about everything. And, uh, and then uh, he said, good analogy is um, you have rubber balls and you have glass balls, you know, so the rubber balls are like the business, your company, work life, things like that, that, those are things that you can let drop and let them bounce for a little bit and then pick them back up. But your glass balls are your, your family, your kids and the things that you can't drop because um, they'll break. So, you know, don't be afraid um, to do that. Uh, not going to lie. I really wish it was like one of the times I wish I was in the normie world where I could just be, you know, on like leave or something and have a steady paycheck coming um, from a large conglomerate company that I work for that I know is going to make money, whether or not I'm there. Um, that would have been, uh, that would have been nice. Um, but uh, you know, wasn't the case. Um, so I'm just, you know, thankful. Uh, and that's another thing. Another lesson from this is to, whenever you're, uh, don't underestimate the value of a partner um, and really vet them. And I mean, I knew from early on with these guys that it was a good, going to be a good partnership, but uh, you know, surprised by that. Um, and then, you know, it's just like weird things like, uh, so if you want, if you're watching the YouTube um, video, the YouTube video, I um, like you probably, if you regularly watch them, um, the background is a little different. Um, so I, this is the first one I'm doing from our new house. Um, but uh, there's like, I don't know if it, I just thought I was like unsettled or whatever. Uh, the new, in the new house, we had decided that the office was going to be down in um, the basement. There's a bedroom down in the basement. And then um, it was like, it made logical sense. I mean, obviously you want all the kids' bedrooms to be upstairs. And ideally we are like, eventually, I can add an office above the garage type thing. And, um, you know, that would take like a year or so to, to get that done. Um, so I was like, yeah, like this would be good for an office. And I hated it. I hated that office. Um, because it was in the basement. It had no windows. I'm a big fan of daylight. I mean, like right now, the other side of this camera, is all the trees. I mean, it's frigid Pennsylvania, so it's snowing and all that stuff. But, um, uh, you know, I, I like to feel like I'm alive, you know, not like in some gulag. Uh, so I hated it for that reason. And then, I mean, if you've been through a miscarriage, you might have experienced something like this too. But this was also this room that I'm in right now was supposed to be the baby's room. Um, and it was just sitting there empty. Um, so I, I just had to change that. Um, and eventually we'll build the proper office that I want to have. But, uh, you know, I wanted this room to be used and not just sitting there empty. Um, and um, before I wrap up, I'm gonna wrap up but, uh, one of those things that just cuts to the core of you from that you'll find out with your kids. Because this was different too, actually having the baby um, uh, you know, we had, uh, we had a, uh, burial, um, and, uh, and like funeral service and everything. And this was uh, one of the things that 
I mean, with business, it's just like this one person was emailing me, insisting on getting a response from me, um, even though they had been told by someone else that I was dealing with, didn't say specifically what, but dealing with a loss in the family. Um, so if you ever hear somebody um, dealing with a loss in the family, uh, maybe just be a little bit more sensitive. Um, I was sitting there at the funeral home looking at um, little child-sized caskets. And this person has the audacity to um, email me at that time knowing that I'm dealing with something and threaten to audit my company if I don't get what they need to them immediately. Jesus Christ. Um, so just uh, part of the, the pleasures of the stresses of being a business owner. <laughs> you get to deal with stuff like that. Um, but anyway, so at the um, funeral, um, we're fortunate. I mean, there's a lot of cemeteries that'll do things for, you know, um, lost uh, whenever you lose a child. Because um, obviously you're not planning on paying for a plot or anything like that. Um, so fortunately or unfortunately, it, you know, uh, my, um, my father-in-law is my wife's stepdad. Um, so she, her dad tragically died in a car accident whenever my wife was two. Um, and I could get into another whole philosophical conversation about what that's like. Um, uh, cause it's just, a it's just something that breaks your heart and it, there's a hole in their heart that you'll never fill. Um, but, uh, um, we, we were able to, uh, have the baby buried on top of, um, her dad. So, um, so the baby is resting, uh, with her father. Um, you know, we believe that baby's up in heaven. Um, and, and, uh, baby's sibling was there to, to greet them and, and her dad was there, um, and and we'll eventually one day all be together. Um, but uh, at the funeral, um, my son, he, it was it helped the grieving process move along, having this whole um, funeral and everything. Uh, but beforehand, he came up to and asked us. Um, so there's this music box thing that my wife got for all of our kids um the place that you are my sunshine you know one of those like you wind it and it, you know plays on like the metal spokes inside and plays the music plays you are my sunshine and um and he uh he came up and asked if he could play it at the funeral it's just um yeah that uh i mean that to talk about like i literally exploded with tears um and um and you know saying goodbye is like the hardest part um because in leaving the uh the cemetery um it's like you you feel like you're leaving your child somewhere and if you've had kids the first time that you leave your kid like especially your firstborn when you leave them with like your parents for babysitting and you're going out for a date night or something like that, it's this like, or the first day they go to preschool or whatever. Um, it's just like parental instinct to just like reach out and be like, no, like they need me. Um, but you know, you're like, I'm coming back. It'll, you know, this is part of life. Um, but that one felt like I was doing that forever. Um, so that one sucked, but um, it was a beautiful snowy day. And, uh, even though it was freezing cold, um, uh, I'll never forget how beautiful of a snowy day it was. And during the whole service, there were, you know, a bunch of snow flurries and kind of in my head, I thought like, it gave me a good feeling. And I thought anytime I see a day like that in the future, I will think of, um, my beautiful daughter that, uh, that I only got to hold for a very short period of time in my hands, but I'll hold her forever in my heart. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so that's where I've been. Um, haven't had the time, but also, to be honest, the mental capacity to even uh, deal with much other than the bare minimum. Um, so, you know, I promise I will be getting back into the swing of things. Um, and uh, I know that uh, a lot of you guys are probably wondering what happened to a, the, the podcast and it just kind of dropped off. Um, so I will be getting more uh, out. I do have an interview already in the can. Um, I did it yesterday um, with James Lavish. Um, and I, I think you guys will like it. We talk a little bit of hockey, but um, uh, you know, his transition from hedge fund manager to uh, Bitcoin maxi um, is really good. And uh and then also I'll have, I'm going to commit to just my life is legitimately getting crazy with work. Um, so I will definitely, um, it, it's hard to line up interviews every week. So if I can't get an interview, then I will just um, come in and talk for about like what I see happening and all that. Like uh, right now, if I had more time to talk about it, I'd probably talk about like Russia accepting Bitcoin as a currency, but maybe that'd be good to leave that for uh, me and Luke to talk about. And then also, if you're wondering, Luke did just release an episode, um, but uh, patience with us because we haven't had uh, a a chance to do a Bitcoin breadcrumbs where the two of us chat about current events, but um, we, um, he, I think it's only got one episode out in the last couple of weeks. He's moving out of Australia, mate. Um, he's moving out of Australia down uh, and, and working his way over to freedom. So uh, his life is crazy right now as well. Um, so anyways, um, thank you plebs for your support and um, helping me get through this. I mean it from the bottom of my heart um, and uh, you know, Bitcoiners have each other's backs. Uh, and I, I love that about about all of you and i love that about this community and um and you know we're you know really really always there to the real ones which is most of us are there to uh, lift each other up instead of tear each other down and, and build this together um you know and sometimes that's bitcoin related sometimes that's life related so thank you guys i appreciate it um and yeah if you want to just follow me on twitter at Corey underscore tusik um and you can email the show a bit more Bitcoin made simple podcast at gmail.com. Thanks guys.